Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Charizard Podcast. It is Mike alongside Joe. And man, oh man, we joked about this last week, having an intro for when a Charizard comes out. And Joe, wouldn't you know, a day later, not even a day later, we get slapped with what is probably the most expensive and the best-looking Charizard card ever. So today we are the Blue Charizard Podcast. Before we get into the Charizards and all the other Charizards, how you doing today, Joe? Good. I had a good weekend. Uh, I traveled outside of the state. Got a little adventurous and got back to doing something I really love doing is playing music and the group I play with, just the instrumentalists are back at it. So I feel re-energized, revitalized, and feel a lot better for a lot of things now, like music, excited to talk about this podcast today because a lot of cool stuff to kind of talk about so i i'm I'm in so much better mood now get something to get back you know back to normal ish right we've been not normal for a long period of time in in this world so it just feels nice to do something that you're used to doing before corona hit virus hit normal is good normal is good i i agree with you there getting back to things like i'm involved in coaching certain athletics and and that's starting to come back as well in a safe environment, or at least it's attempting to come back. So it is nice. Like I'll be starting that this week too. Getting one step, one step forward, one step forward, day in and day out. It's super important to kind of have perspective on that. So I'm glad to hear that you are back to kind of got a little pep in your step as you took a step back towards normalcy. Our plan today, guys, we have a really awesome show for you. I'm I'm excited for this week as well because we really had two full sets get revealed to us in a way. The first one, Champion's Path. Champion's Path being the specialty set this fall, we knew what was going to be in it, but now we have our official list. I'm not going to say that we're going to go through all the cards again, but what I am going to say is we're going to just touch on some points that are important in terms of that set. And then, of course, Shocking Volt Tackle got revealed not too long after we actually recorded the show. So. There's a lot that we got to break down there. There's a lot of cards, a lot of Vs, a lot of Vmaxes. There's some important stuff here that we have to break down. So the bulk of today is going to be on card breakdown. You know, there there have continued to be tournaments that have been happening where ADP has been banned. Kind of more an update on that. I have seen more and more lists. In fact, Joe, I guess we're not going to go into it a lot, but I did send you this tournament list that was awesome. Uh, Azul GG won a tournament with Mad Party, and it was a tournament where ADP was banned, and the top 16 was awesome. I mean, you had Mad Party, you had Dactyl Galissapod, Sableye Chinchino, you had Frostmoth showing up, Baby Blacephalon, Chandelure was in top 16, Phalanx, Eternatus Toxicroak, like, it's so awesome to see this stuff and even like eternatus we talked about how eternatus was taking over there were only two eternatus in the like a turn a turn eye whatever you want to call it there were only three of them in top 32 and, and maybe that's because people just didn't play it because they were excited to play other things but i mean joe is this not more evidence that the meta is just so much healthier without this card in the format yeah it does it as we were talking about earlier in the last few weeks was it just instills so much more, more new creativity until something balances out again. But yeah, it's 
it's nice to see something different. Yeah, we're we're not gonna dive into it, but I just can't say it enough. That is awesome to see. So again, week in and week out, we will be providing you with just updates on tournaments that have been happening, not full breakdowns, unless something really severe happens. The Players Cup two got announced, but we're not gonna jump into that quite yet until it actually happens. What we're gonna do now though is just jump into the news. Okay, you got your tournament update. That's all done. ADP go bye bye, hopefully. The first two sets of news are going to be pretty quick here. In England, they are getting some soccer promos, some football promos, however you want to say it. And Joe, you really like these. It's an Eevee and Pikachu. We can't get them, but they are really nice looking promos that they'll, you'll be able to get in England and you in the UK. So those are pretty cool, right? Yeah, it, like I grew up playing soccer like all the way through grade school and high school. And so is that my huge? Nah, I'm not as big as huge soccer fan. I love playing the sport, but not watching it really. Watching it's pretty boring, but uh, I wish I can get some of these. I th- I'm pretty sure that the Galarian starters are all I really want is actually Grookey soccer promo if they have it. Yeah, you are. They are. I looked at the site that was extended to it. Eventually, there will be a Pikachu, Eevee, Grookey, Score Bunny, and Sobble. Score Bunny would be cool too because I, I think Score Bunny is a soccer Pokemon, isn't it? It's uh, based off of like football in the UK. I think. I think it is. A lot of its design is. is inspired by that yeah i would i would say that i I just think it'd be cool to have that kind of set and actually have an evolution just of those things it'd be kind of fun it would it would be pretty cool that's going to come out in the uk again you can't really get it anywhere else but you know if you really want one i'm sure you can find a promo on ebay or somewhere we also got some gym promos i'm really not going to go through all these because they're very basic they're stuff that we've talked about before the only card that I'm going to be mentioning is ah, Pokemon Wait. with their supporters. Well, they have EVs. The EV too, I think, is new. Well, we know about the sign of evolution EV. I guess I'll mention it quickly. Um, there is an EV. It's got a colorless attack that allows you to search for an evolution and put it in hand. Again, it's not like the energy evolution we want, but it is a step closer. There, there's a supporter that we're getting that it's almost as irrelevant as the members in the game itself. Um, Swordbert and Shieldbert are getting a supporter card. And what's interesting about these two characters is I think it's probably a good 35%, maybe 40% of people that played Sword and Shield don't even know that these guys exist. And they're part of the story. Um, Post-game, I think, aren't they? Yeah, Swordbert and Shieldbert are part of the weird post-story before you go get either Zacian or Zamazenta. Um, this is the only game that I've played where you actually don't get that legendary until after a long, long, long portion of the game has been completed. Swordbird and Shieldbert, it's a supporter that says, choose a trainer card from your discard pile and ask your opponent if you can put it into your hand. If they say yes, put that card into your hand. If they say no, return that card to your discard pile and draw three cards. This is... uh, Joe, what do you think of this card? Like, let's... Let's set the jokes aside about Swordbert and Shieldbert being maybe the silliest, quite frankly, dumbest characters ever created in the Pokemon universe. What do you think of the card? There used to be a Pokemon with a similar attack. I don't remember offhand which one it was. I think it was like an Altario or a Chinchino from like Dragon's Majesty or something where similar thing you put a card from your discard pile in your, two cards in your discard pile into your hand and your opponent says no you put like 30 damage for each card they tell you not to or something 
Uh, as a supporter, I'm not. Eh, I I just I just I feel it's a waste of a supporter slot to me. It is. It really is. You know, at the, at the end of the day, uh, because what what's going to happen is you're either a going to pick up an in, an insignificant card to make your opponent let you put it in your hand. Which why would you do that? Or you're going to pick up a really important card like a bosses or something or like a certain Pokemon, and they're going to say draw three, and then your supporters draw three. Uh, I guess the nice thing is it is a trainer card, so you could pick up a tool or item or whatever. But... Oh, right, yeah, it is specifically trainers. I, Yeah, it's just a waste of a supporter. It's something that is fun, and it's cool, and it's a nice little gimmick just on a card. But really, we've probably talked way too long about it already, let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done talking about these SpongeBob characters. Yeah, they are they are they're tough to look at. Let's move on, shall we? The promos are done. Soccer promos are done. Let's move on to Champions Path briefly. So, couple things with the Champions Path set release. So, we know Champions Path is is starting to kind of circle around in terms of product and pre-orders. The set actually comes out on the 25th of this month. Um, so the day we're recording this is on the 15th. Uh, the podcast will go live on the 18th. And from there, you have a week until Champion's Path is actually out. The only notable things, I mean, so Gardevoir is in the set. Alcremie is in the set. They're reprinting Eldegoss. You're getting Dreadnought VMAX. There are some cards that you might be interested in. But I am telling you guys, for the most part, you're going to be buying this for singles. Uh, I would really not necessarily recommend that you buy the product uh, because I don't think that there are a lot of things for competitive players beyond a few cards. However, as special sets do, they have incentivized people now. As of a few days ago, we got revealed a brand new secret rare Charizard V card. And man, oh man, not only can you get the rainbow Charizard V Max in this set, which we already know the full art's a bajillion dollars. Not really, but it feels like it. And then you have this secret rare shiny Charizard V. And good lord, it is gorgeous. Is this one of the prettiest cards I've ever printed in Pokemon? Um, n- Not in my opinion, no. I just, the way the black and the white background works with the black, uh, like, sprite of shiny Charizard. It looks so good, man. It, it looks really good. I think my favorite like print of a card is probably the, the Mew EX. I think it was a promo, but it's like a, like a rainbow background. I know you're talking about like a sparkled background. Yeah. Yeah, I just I love how this looks, man. And it's you thought that full art Charizard V Max was gonna be a lot of money. Yeah, you can forget that. Um, you put shiny Charizard with a specialty set. I told Joe, I don't buy full product anymore. I buy for competitive use. I buy singles. This made me just want to like buy one ETB just to try just once. Just let's just see and see if I can get the golden ticket. Just you never know. It's it's awesome. And like I said, we're not going to talk about it a ton, but we know as the Charizard podcast, when we change our name from the blue search to Charizard, we got to talk about it. And the French version of the name is Dracofew which is a cool name, and I'm probably saying it wrong, but it looks cool. The other thing, just for meme's sake, Joe, don't worry. If you want fairy energy, we're still going to be getting fairy energy. Uh, it can take up a reverse hollow slot in the packs as well. 
So, um, yeah, if you want your reverse hollow fairy energy, you can still get it in this set. Yeah, it's sad. You know what? I still I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope. I'm not really, but I'm holding my me holding out hope for fairy Pokemon coming back is kind of like me being a Detroit Lions football fan. I always hold out hope that it's going to work out. But deep down, I know we all know it's like being a Lions or a Browns fan in football. It's, it, you know, you know that no matter what, deep down, something's going to happen and it's not going to be pretty. So in terms of fairy Pokemon, I can just hope that's my best. That's the best I got for you. See, I just I wish they would just announce like the discontinuation of Dragon. I know they made an official announcement for fairy. I, I just wish they would do it like give a common courtesy to tell them just. Yeah, yeah, we're done with fairies. <laughs> Not fairies or we're done with dragons, too. Like, I just. It'd be nice to have that same common courtesy in a. Well, it's and again, we're going on this like side tangent on it, but it's almost just like I don't, I don't know. It's like why are you giving us hope, and we shouldn't? So I don't really have hope, but at the same time, the only argument we have that it's disappeared is that they've stopped printing it, you know. And there's no, there's no official word. To my knowledge, and I could just be missing something right under my nose. I, I we don't even know what the official opinion is on this, right? No, it's weird. We'll move on though. Again, Champions Path, September twenty fifth. It's a set that is cool if you're a collector. If not, there's going to be some good singles that you can look at. Let's move on to the set that really matters today. Shocking Volt Tackle was fully revealed. This is part of our November set. Uh, that we will be getting featuring Pikachu VMAX and other cards like that. And we got some really dope cards that we're going to talk about. I'm going to try to go down the list of things. And at the end, Joe, I'm going to give you a chance to say like, hey, idiot, you missed this. Deal? Oh, yes. Yeah, any chance to call you an idiot, yeah. There you go, we're in. Uh, The first card that we're going to talk about is a Fire-type V card in the form of Talonflame. Talonflame V is a 190 HP fire type for one colorless energy. Fast flight. If you go first, you can use this attack on your first turn. Discard your hand. Draw six cards. For two fire and one colorless, crimson wings. 160, you discard an energy. Weak to lightning, resist fighting, and no retreat. This card is super good. It will never headline a deck, but... It's a card that incentivizes going first, and I feel like a lot of welder decks, fire-based decks, do not like going first in the current format because they just want a welder on turn one. Joe, this is a two-fold question. One, what do you think of the card? And two, do you think this incentivizes fire decks to go first now? Um, If you're attacking in Talonflame, I don't see why not. But usually when you run techs, you don't run very many, maybe one or two. So it's I don't I still don't think it incentivizes. Like, yes, it incentivizes to go first, but the odds of going first are, or the odds of getting that to go first is fairly slim. I still think. Um, but it's it's possible. It's a nice attack. Like it's a good decent attack as well for three energy. Um, but the beauty is the is the the free retreat. And it gives fire uh, a different type of weakness around there too, which is Calumphim is a flying type. So it's obviously weak to lightning while all the other water types are weak to 
water. So if for some reason you're looking to kind of counter something a little bit, it's not a horrible choice. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I think the free retreat really incentivizes it because it's it's going to be it's a card that you're happy that it's on your bench if it's there. You know what I mean? You're not like bummed if you ended up having to play it uh, because of its free retreat. I think the draw, the attack, the retreat, this is a really good card. If I was playing fire, I would definitely put a one of in this deck because we know searching isn't the hardest thing in the world in Pokemon. So if you do go first, I think this does impact things, especially on the opponent's side, right? If you win a coin flip against a fire type deck, you choose either bank on no Talonflame or give them Welder. And the Welder option is still the scariest by far, but it's an option. So I, I really like the card as well. But I, what I can really see on PTCGO happening is that you start with this card and then you end up with like three welders in hand. And you just discard them all. And it's the only card you have. And you just Talonflame every turn. Perfect. Moving on. We have another V here. Galarian Darmanitan. Galarian Darmanitan got a V and a V Max. Galarian Darmanitan V is a 220 HP water type. If you remember, it is an ice or ice fire type, depending on its form in the game. For one water and a colorless frozen headbutt, 50, you flip a coin if heads they're paralyzed. Two water and a colorless freezing fist, 190, and it does 30 to itself. It's got a retreat of two. It's weak to metal because it's an ice type. Its V max is 320 HP. And for three water and or four water, I should say, for four water, max snowfall, 200 damage, and it does 30 to each of your opponent's benched Pokemon. You include this, Joe, with that tool that increases sniping damage. And this is a horrifying card. Get tell telescope. Yeah. Yeah, doing 30 more damage to your opponent's benched V or GX. Yeah, I we're when this got revealed and they were trying to update it as they were going after I recorded the podcast later in the evening, I think this garnered the most conversation of any of the stuff inside this set reveal. I I I don't think it'll see that much play because, you know, Zacian is a thing. It's definitely worth trying. I really want to try it because I, I think it's a really cool Pokemon, especially inside the, in the video game. And this attack just uh, is nice enough to do it. Yeah, it's VMAX is really good. I don't think Darmanitan's good. I don't think like the actual base V is very good at all, quite frankly. Uh, 190 is not a bad number to hit. For three energy, uh, you have Frost Moth, things like that, so you can manage it. However, yeah, that that VMAX goes from neat to, wait a minute, this could be good because of that trainer card. Uh, and I'm because of that, I'm a super fan of that card. I'm a really big fan of it. Moving forward, let's see down the list here. I know there's some cards I want to get to, but I don't want to skip We've talked about Pikachu VMAX. We've talked about Jolteon. We're going to go to the Psychic types, and we're going to go to my buddy, Alakazam. Whenever an Alakazam card gets printed, the community is very happy about it. If you don't know, the Pokemon Company doesn't print Kadabras anymore because of an issue and actually a lawsuit that happened years, 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 and years ago. Uh, where, And I'm summing it up. A card was printed, and the person that the Pokemon was inspired by wasn't a fan of kind of how it was presented in like a dark negative way, I believe. Uh, and because of that, uh, cadavers aren't printed anymore. 
Just period. So you don't you don't see Abra Kadabra and Alakazam get printed. Like it, and it's something you don't realize because so many cards go in and out. So the only way that you get Alakazams are through EXs and V. And now the V's are back. Here we go. We have it. So Alakazam V is 190 HP psychic Pokemon. For one psychic thought spoon, put three damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon in any way you like. Note, this does not apply to telephotoscope. You cannot increase this damage because it's damage counters. For two psychic energy, mind ruler, 30 damage times the number of cards in your opponent's hand. It's weak to dark, resistance of fighting, retreat of one. Joe, what do you think of Alakazam? Because you had an interesting opinion on it that, that I haven't really fully dove into yet. Uh, I'm excited to see it back. It did not get a GX at all. So I'm excited to see it back as a V card. I was hoping it'd be a little better to make it into its own deck, but I think it's a great a tech into. So people are thinking about Gardevoir V and VMAX. This is a great tech in for it. I don't see it being a problem with uh, El Kremi, uh V and VMAX as well. So I think it's a great tech in for any psychic type uh, deck. Just because in that second attack could be pretty big. Um, I'm trying to think of decks that have big hands. There, so it was a lot easier in the well, the big welder area when people would just keep on bopping cards into hands and very little recycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have research, which keeps it pretty limited in terms of hand size. Uh, but there's still definitely potential for this card to be a great tech in any second deck because of that second attack it may not do a knockout but can still do some pretty hefty damage i agree with you i think it's a really good card i think it's a card that also promotes a very high skill set in the game because if you can play it in a deck that encourages your opponent to pay attention to what they play and encourages your opponent to think about what they're putting down you you create this this uh this pace that you determine right so and i can't think of a deck off the top of my head this is just me kind of as a a theory crafter for for a deck you play a deck that let's say either damages or for some reason discourages your opponent from putting cards down whether it's energy playing trainers whatever that is let's just say you you have a deck that forces your opponent to go okay i just need to be careful about what i play by putting Alakazam with that deck, you present a situation where your opponent's going, okay, I'm either going to play cards and hurt myself that way, or he's playing Alakazam, she's playing Alakazam, I put myself in a situation where now, if I have too many cards in my hand, this thing can just get put down and and just run damage on me like crazy. It, it's one of those things where I'm going to be really interested to see how it's played and where it's played I, I i do agree 30 damage times the amount of cards in your opponent's hand i mean really two damage for 120 after a, a research that's still pretty good you know it, it, two energy for the the damage trade that's happening here you could run straight alakazam probably i know you said it wasn't good enough to run its own deck but i i really like the pressure it creates I think the pressure that it creates on your opponent is really, really cool because let's just say you play straight up Alakazam. 
now your opponent's going, okay, I always had to have to play my cards, right? I'm going to be burning through things quicker. And in some cases, that's bad for you. But a lot of cases, you're controlling the pace. I, I love this card. Yeah, we had a lot of it. Great tech card. Um, excited to see what people will do with it. Um, it's probably, like you said, probably someone will make a, a deck surrounded by it. Uh, it can potentially be in the future, depending on what Pokemon prints. Because uh, I know we do have Marnie, so we can control that in a sense, but you're not getting much out of that in terms of damage. But um, right. I think, was it Surprise Box? Is that still in the format? I don't know. I was going to look into that and see. I mean, it, the instant pair. Well, let's be honest. We know what the pair is. It's it's Mimikyu Gengar. Yeah, but do you really want to have a deck full of weak to dark Pokemon with uh, e- Eternus V and VMAX running around? It's a question you got to ask yourself. But if you're pairing it with the best teammate, it's probably Gengar Mimikyu tag team. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. easily probably the best situation for you. Talk about pressuring yeah. your opponent to play cards. Yeah, probably. Um, but like I, the the weakness factor, like we talked about Flame earlier, who was weekly electric. As I said, playing something like uh, is, what was Alcremie V Max week two? Steel, steel. Because the fairy type, yeah. So like Alcremie V Max or uh, Gardevoir or V Max, really, just to have that variance in your deck would be really nice, especially with like you said, Eternus. Like I said before, Eternus V and V Max is is more rampant and dark is more prevalent. So it's uh it's a, it's a risk at some point. Yeah. Right now I agree. It, it is. It, it's something that you do have to to just uh, to decide based on the meta around you. Uh, one of the fighting type cards that I wanted to touch based on it is not a V uh, a while back. We talked about a Fanfy that had the attack return attack. It's 30 damage times the amount of damage counters on your Pokemon. We know that we also have a, a tool called Memory Capsule, which allows you to use previously uh, evolved Pokemon's attacks. The Don Fan was revealed, and I really like the Don Fan. I think that we could see Don Fan show up as a rogue deck, especially with its fighting prowess here. We talked about Eternatus. Very, very meta relevant. Don Fan it has 150 HP. So. Having 150 HP puts you in a scenario where, if you can, you can put yourself in some pretty high damage situations. I, I guess I should say the rest of the card, though. For one fighting, it does 120 damage. 20 damage to each of your bench Pokemon. One energy, 120. It's pretty good. And then for one fighting, two colorless, it does 90 damage straight up. But But the big focus here is, and again, I'll ask you another question like this. Do you think a rogue deck can be created where you're basically surrounding yourself with the one energy 120? You damage your bench, but there's ways to mitigate that. Paired with memory capsule return attack. Do you see something doable here with Donphan? Is there a rogue deck that is good enough to be like a stapled rogue deck in this meta? Um, yeah, I think there's potential, um, thinking about pairing it with, uh, Excadrill or Dojo or Dojo. So like, like, cause with Excadrill, you hit 120, right? And then right. later you can hit smack pretty hard. Um, and if you happen to run through a Dawn fan, not a super big deal, but yeah, the, just the one, there's one energy attachments for 120 with both of those Pokemon. And being single prizers, hopefully ADP is not as an issue. But 
it can pretty it can wreck a lot of things but like the, the one drawback for even that combo of those two pokemon is being a stage one yeah it is but you know i i don't think it limits us as much as we think it would i think we play in a format where stage ones are very prevalent right now with v maxes and everything wouldn't you say i mean there's not as many basic decks anymore no so i'm not too concerned about it moving forward into the dark types there are some like cheeky cards here and there there was a sableye that we wanted to be better than it was we saw two colorless attacks so we got excited and it really doesn't do a lot. It's basically got like filch where you draw a card and it can make your opponent only choose one attack to use. It's pretty meh. Um, Drapion V, 210 HP dark type. This card is nothing to, to jump over. One dark, two colorless, 70 damage. Not a good balance based on the cards we've seen today and like Talonflame and Darmanitan and Alakazam. Three energy for 70 is really bad. For one dark, three colorless, it does 130. And if you discard two energies, you leave your opponent's active Pokemon both poisoned and paralyzed. Unfortunately, Drapion's a really cool Pokemon, but this is a very bad card. What's your opinion on it? Uh, I, I don't like it. If that Hazard Claw for one dark, three colorless was on a VMAX for 130 and that had the ability. The, you, at least you have the capability of discarding uh, a triple acceleration energy, which won't feel as bad, but it feels like you've had all that hard work to get it built up and then like you're it's gone. Yeah, I agree. It's This is a card that will not see play. The, the only thing that could probably have salvaged this uh, with the Hydreigon currently present in, in standard Mm-hmm. The Hydreigon allows you to attach Dark Energy to uh, your Dark deck. Dark Squall, I believe. Yeah, you're able to dark, detach Dark Energy from your hand to your opponent, your Dark Pokemon, any way you like. So having it instead of discarding, go back to your hand makes it feel a lot better. But uh, the fact that to discard it makes it feel a lot worse. I agree. I agree with you 100. percent there are some other fun dark cards here. There's like a Sandile evolution line. It's really weird. The Sandile for four colorless, Mills three. The Crocorock for three colorless, Mills three. And the Crocodile for two, Mills three. Nothing really crazy there, but it's a cheeky little thing there. Just wanted to mention it because it's fun. We've gone over the Garbodor. We get into the Steel types. The main Steel type we're going to focus on is Aegislash. Aegislash is getting a V and a VMAX. Aegislash V is a 210 HP metal type for one metal and a colorless. It does 50 damage, just flat. For two metal and a colorless, Sonic Edge, 130 damage, and you ignore all effects on your opponent's Pokemon when delivering the damage. Its VMAX is 320 HP, and for two colorless, or sorry, two metal and a colorless, two metal color, 160 damage plus 30 for each prize card you've taken. Weak to fire, retreat of three. Joe, I have a very big problem with this card. Um, I, It's a snowball card. You know, doing 160 plus 30 for each prize card you've taken. I, I, I just really don't like this card because of where metal is currently and how it's played currently. Uh, we know that ADP's Asian is a prevalent way to play the card. And 
this card is kind of a slap in the face because all it does is just boost that archetype. Right? All it does is make it stronger because Aegislash is at its strongest when you're taking prizes. And ADP allows you to take more prizes than necessary. Would you agree with me there? Yeah. It's just straight up a... It's a cool card. Aegislash is dope. I love Aegislash. Maybe one of my top five favorite Pokemon. It's just... Yeah, not not great. It's a good card, but it's it's being it, it's going to be incentivized in an archetype that unfortunately is causing the meta to become quite stale. And you know, it's going to be a card that's around for a while past ADP. So hopefully, it it will see play past that because it is a decent card, right? I mean, it's still like a solid card. Yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, that's really the extent of it. Yeah, I mean that's about it. Moving forward, I mean, we, we've gone over a lot of the colorless cards, and we're about to head out here. The show is getting close to being done. There is a trainer, Drone Rotom. Look at your opponent's hand. Look at the top card of their deck and return it to the top of their deck. It's a cheeky card. It usually doesn't show up in anything but decks that are just for fun. We've gone over a lot of these supporters. The only card I believe we haven't gone over is Hero's Bath, correct? Uh, from the trainers, the uh, league staff is one, but I don't think it's really th- worth mentioning. Yeah, league staff, you draw more if you have wind and stadium in play. It's like a coach's, a coach's, uh, coach's trainer card where if you had uh, a VMAX or something in play, well, it was a VMAX, right? Or a GX, right? Coach trainer. Oh, if you had a, uh, if you po- if you had a tag team Pokemon. And tag team, that's what it was, yeah. This is pretty much that, just with wind and stadium which we know is the stadium that heals your VMAXs when they evolve. Hero's Bath, though, straight up is each basic Pokemon in play takes 20 less damage from their opponent's attacks. It's just there. It's a good stadium, but it's a luxury stadium. It's a card you're only going to play if you just happen to have space, right? Uh, Not even that. I'd still pick Chaotix Fall. There's... Yeah, it's it's just like... Be- you know what? If if it, if it just said from attacks, it would be really cool because it could pair with Donphan really well. But because it's from your opponent's attack specifically, yeah, it's on Ford. Cool looking card though. All right, Joe. Is there anything that I missed that we didn't? That we've never gone over. I don't recall if we went over it or not. But there's a, a fun Graplock card that I think is pretty cool. Let me go up to it. I don't know. Okay, so you, I, I can go over this. I think it's fun. I think it's yeah, really fun. I agree. So Grapple Locked is 130 HP stage one. It's not a V or a V max. We know we're getting a V, um, but it's not that. For one fighting headlock, it does 30 damage, and it locks your opponent from retreating. And then for one fighting in the colorless, it does 50 plus 120 if you used headlock last turn. So it's like a 200 damage combo. I agree. That's pretty cool. Anything else? I mean, yeah, that was a really neat card. No, like there's a like Galarian Surfetch, which we've gone over several times before. Uh, that's got revealed in this this set. Um, and then you have Orbital V and V Max, which we've already gone over as well. So nothing, nothing worth mentioning and noting. Like you have your evolutions that turn off abilities. You have uh, a reprint, I believe, of the Duraludon Basic that some people are playing to counter the Decidueye matchup. It's a little different. This one's a little different, but is it's that... basically the same card. Oh, I thought it looks like a seems like a reprint at that point. Well, the problem is Duraludon's so like stiff 
design-wise that every Duraludon just looks the same. It's not a very, like... Duraludon's not a very, like, dynamic design. It's a very cool Pokemon, but I'm not going to go ahead and say that, like, it's super, like, sticks out as this incredible design. I think that's why. Yeah, I, I think that wraps it up. So go through the list. Go through Champion's Path stuff. Start to plan ahead because we are approaching again another set release. It, it happens pretty quickly here, guys. In eight weeks, which seems like a ton, we will have had two sets get revealed to us. Two sets be out into the world playing. And hopefully at that point, you know, two months from now, maybe there is a world in which physical play starts to happen in a lot of parts of the country and the world. So enjoy your time. Look through the cards. Again, thank you for the support, guys, on the show every single week. We appreciate you very, very much. And with that said, we will see you next time.